You're listening to Run Hard, Mom Hard, presented by Treeline Journal and hosted by Nikki Parnell and Steph Weniger. We're here looking at the ins and outs of what it takes to be a mother who runs ultra marathons. We'll dive in to the challenges mothers face while training and racing ultras as we share and hear stories of motherhood and life from the trails. We hope to be a resource and encouragement to women who are balancing life with kids and all the miles. It's no easy task. We know what goes on behind the scenes while a mom prepares for a long run or race day. Sick kids, lack of sleep, low energy, minimal time, mom guilt, etc. But women keep showing up again and again to run, take care of themselves, and show this sport new levels of strength and grit. We want to be here to celebrate and inspire each other to run hard, find our inner mom strength, and show our kids that so much is possible. Welcome to another episode of Run Hard, Mom Hard. Today, we had the joy and privilege to talk to Trina Matthews, who lives in Northeastern Oregon. Before we get into that, Steph, what's going on in your life this week? So this week has been kind of um, difficult for me. Aaron has been in agronomy so he is driving truck for the company that he works for, um, delivering fertilizer out to the fields. So he's going in, he's leaving the house at like 5:30 in the morning and not coming home till late at night. And um, so it's been difficult because you basically just see him, you know, when he's sleeping, he just comes home and crawls into bed. Um, and so the kids don't get to see him, so that's kind of hard. Um, and it, oddly enough. I feel like I get more done when he is not at home after the kids go to sleep. Like I was cleaning like a mad woman and I, I mean, I ran on my treadmill cause my kids were sleeping. And so I would run for a long time and then I lifted weights after my run and I'm like, who am I right now? I'm getting like all of the things done. <laughs> but You're tapping into that like super mom mode that you just have to do when you're surviving as a single parent. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. So, I mean, it's been, it's been, Good and not good, I guess. Right. Right. Like most things. What about you? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Well, I did a spontaneous 20 miler this on Sunday and I ran from our house and had Chase uh, come pick me up um, kind of later on the course. I didn't want to do a mentally. I didn't want to do a full out and back, like 10 miles out, 10 miles back. It just... I was like, no, thank you. So Chase picked me up and he and the kids came and cheered me on a couple spots along the way, which was really nice. And yeah, cause it was, it was actually a virtual race. Technically my race got canceled. And so I just hopped in a virtual, um, option and I only decided to do that like two days before the race. So my body wasn't, um, you know, really happy with me, but it was okay. Um, I've been having like this weird ankle and hip thing, but you know, it's not really an injury. It's just, they both feel like they need to pop or like they're locked up, but I don't really know what to do about it, but it's okay. I'm fine. I am fine. And I, I ran this morning and, um, I'm feeling good. So it was fun. I'm glad. Good. Steph, what are you enjoying this week? So um, what I'm liking this week is KT tape. 
I use it on my IT band sometimes when it gets flare-ups. Um, so it's just, I mean, I learned how to put it on myself from my chiropractor because he um, was doing Graston on my IT band for a while and just kind of showed me for some of my races. So if I go on a longer run, I will do a little bit on my IT band just to help with things, pain, I guess. So mm -hmm. that's it. What about you? Mm -hmm. Well, I guess I'm going to mention that we, so Chase and I got some Hoka Torrent 2s in the mail to do a gear review on them. And so I love Hoka's. They're kind of my feet's home. <laughs> my, my, my feet's home. And I actually wore my Torrent 2s for the first time on my 20-mile run, which I know that's probably not advised, but I know that I love Hoka's. They felt great. Um, any of my ankle hip problems that I previously mentioned are not related to these shoes, and I know that. Um, so anyway, I my the Hoka's I had been wearing, the Challengers, which have been my go-to shoe for like road and trail running, kind of a mix, but they just kind of fell apart on Saturday. They they breathed their last, last breath of air. And so I was forced into the Torrent 2s, which were great. So awesome. that is what I'm liking. Mm -hmm. Nice. I yeah. have not owned a pair of Hoka's. I run in Brooks, but I would love to try a pair of Hoka's. I have to go to my local running store, River Valley Running, and pick up some. So Yeah, you should. You should definitely should. do that. Yes. Mm -hmm. So like I said before, we get to talk to Trina Matthews today. She is a mom of nine and an ultra runner. She has kids uh, age range from 24 years old to eight years old. And she kind of talks about what it's like to be a mom of so many kids, what her day-to-day -day kind of looks like. She homeschools all her kids. Um, she just has a really interesting story and a fun perspective. And so you should give it a listen. Warning, we did have some slightly major technical difficulties during this episode. <laughs> so if you notice some blips, that's probably why. But we love talking with her. And yeah. we know that you will enjoy hearing from her. So give it a listen. Trina, hello. Do you <laughs> want to give us a little snapshot into your life and introduce yourself for us? Well, um, sure. Uh, I'm married to an awesome guy for uh, 25 years now, and we have nine children. We've lived here all of our married life, and it's just an amazing place. If we ever move, I will leave my heart here because it's so awesome. Uh, yeah, the nine kids are uh, age 24 down to eight, and we have two graduated from college, one that just got married, um, two in college, three in high school, one in junior high, and one in elementary school. Oh my God. Yeah. Whole range. <laughs> I can yeah, keep whole track range. of that. <laughs> yeah. And it's been great because uh, most of them are here now because of the pandemic, you know, so they yeah. all got to come oh, back wow. home and 
I was like, wow, my house shrunk. How did we fit nine kids in here? (laughs) (laughs) But um, yeah, it's been great to have everybody back and a little bit more of the craziness back. Yeah, Uh but I bet it's nice having your whole family together. Yes, and Benjamin and Christina, that's my daughter that just got married. They were here for three weeks, and that was great to have that added um, family-ness. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Did you or your husband grow up with a big family? No, um, my parents just had four, and my husband had six in his family. My mom had 12, and I grew up in a community where we had a lot, a lot of, I wouldn't say a lot, but several, um, large Catholic families in our circle of friends. And I always was attracted to that dynamic, that joy, that boisterousness, you know, that kind of crazy. (laughs) It was just really beautiful to me. And I thought, wow, if that's what can work for us, then that would be awesome. And my husband, when we met, he also wanted a large family, so, yeah. Awesome. Yeah, that's amazing. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm just it's wondering. It's pretty countercultural. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I love it, though. And um, I, it's, really, it's really unique and it's special to see. And, I mean, it definitely, I have two little kids. And my, my son is four and a half and my daughter is two. She just turned two. And it's it's hard to imagine. I always wanted a big family when I was younger, you know, before ever having kids. And then you have, and you're like, yeah, it's really hard. And even today coming into this podcast, I was overwhelmed and, you know, like my, my son woke up like early before he came out of his room this morning and he had uh, when he finally came out, he was naked, completely <laughs> covered in marker. From head to <laughs> and yeah. It's just like, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm wondering like how, how it's been for you through the years having nine kids. What does that actually look like day to day? Yeah. One day at a time, basically. <laughs> Cause <laughs> no, there, there were the blur years and you're in the hard part, you know, you're in the busy mom part. It certainly gets easier. As soon as our oldest turned uh, 12 or 13 and was able to babysit, that was a watershed moment. <laughs> like, wow, we can go out to dinner and not have to pay the babysitter like $50. <laughs> to yes. Yeah. Watch the kids for a couple hours. Um, but, you know, definitely it's not easy, but it's just, just a beautiful challenge. And I I think there's so much joy in it and trying to embrace that joy. I, all through the years, I've kept a funny book. And whenever something like your son walking out naked with the marker all over, I just write that down, put a, put a date on it. And we just laugh over those moments. The kids love the funny book. They're always getting out the funny book. Oh, remember when so-and-so took all the... Uh, makeup and dumped it in the drawer and <laughs> you know, there's just so many <laughs> or dumped it in the toilet excuse me <laughs> oh oh my goodness <laughs> yeah that's a little different than dumping it yeah for, no yeah the toilet it was specifically that toilet there <laughs> I I love being able to have so many pictures on my phone I went upstairs because I thought Joanna was sleeping our older daughter and we walked in and she had lotion and um, 
the like butt cream. I think it was like A and D and Vicks Vapor Rub all over her entire body. And this is ah. at like nine thirty at night, and I'm like, "What were you doing?" But I got a picture of it. It was so. She went to daycare, and it was just like greasy, greasy hair. Because I'm like, I don't know what to do with you right now. But yeah. It's, it's nice having some pictures, too, to capture those funny moments. But I like that funny book, writing it down with yes. the date. Yeah, I know. That's a great idea. I know. Yeah. You do have to just embrace the wild because it's going to be wild. Yeah. It's going to rock your world a little bit, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm wondering, it's like the more kids you have, I, I had a friend tell me once she's trying to encourage us to have three kids. And she was like, have you ever met a mom that is that has three or more kids that's super tightly wound and you know I mean you just have to be able to like start letting things go a little bit and like oh, yeah. roll with yeah. the going with the flow yeah. is that yeah. has that been your experience absolutely mm-hmm. no I in my personality would be uh to be more of a control freak more of a you know organizer type of thing and I have had to just let it go learn flexibility learn how to roll with the punches. And <laughs> I mean, it's still there, you know, I'm still like delegating uh, chores and yeah. stuff like that. But uh, no, definitely having to roll with punches and learn how to be humble. It's mm-hmm. really humbling to, to, to be a mom. And, and that's good. That's a good thing. Mm-hmm. It does teach yeah. us kind of what we need to need to know and what we need to be for yes. like to better ourselves. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I and I had heard going from one to two is really hard, but then two plus is an easier jump. So going from two to three is easier because you're already like dividing your time between two kids. Is that true? Because my husband and I are also deciding if we want to have three. No, it's definitely awesome. it's so much better because they play together. You are not their sole source of entertainment, and mm-hmm. everything has to be coming from you. No, they play together and they have all these crazy adventures together. And um, yeah, so I always think it's easier to have more than less, actually. <laughs> okay, well that's well, good to hear. <laughs> and it's such a great gift for your other kids to give them a sibling. I mean, I really think that's the best gift that you can give to the other kids. They have to learn how to stretch and share and uh, they, they get a playmate, they get a partner in crime, they get somebody to blame everything on, you know? (laughs) Yeah. 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 Oh man. Yeah. That's wow. That's amazing. And so what, what kind of were, what age gaps? I know you have eight to 24 years, year olds. But um, what's the age gap between a lot of them? So most of them are between, um, I think the closest is 15 months to two years. And then our last one before Anthony, uh, Genevieve is 13. And then there's a five-year gap between her and Anthony. He's eight. Yeah. And that, I mean, we've never used birth control, so that's just all how it happened. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And yeah. yeah, so I kind of feel sorry for Anthony because he's he has like eight people to boss him around. <laughs> but he is the he's definitely the uh, rules the roost around here for sure. <laughs> yeah. What do you think was like the age gap? Did you like? Did you like it when it was shorter, like fifteen months, or did you like the five years? 
Do you know? Oh, definitely not the five years. Yeah. They, <laughs> they need to have closer siblings and usually they pair off, you know, the two oldest ones are pretty close. And actually the second and the third, those are our two girls. They're pretty close. Um, so yeah, Anthony really needs a buddy, but oh well. <laughs> Actually, he and the 13 year old get, get along pretty well. They're either fighting or playing really nicely together. So, mm-hmm. and so you're done now. Well, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still yeah. cycling. Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh, man. I like it. I like just we we try and plan so much in our lives these days, you know, I mean, it, it has become something that you, I mean, I, I, our son was a surprise. And so I, I didn't feel like I really ever like planned having kids, but a lot of people do. And they like really try and plan to the T when they're going to have their kids. And so I kind of like, I like your style of um, just seeing what happens you know? Yeah, it's definitely been a surprise uh, most of the times, but we have used natural family planning um, certain periods, just, you know, it's good for me to have a break. My body needs to recover and that type of thing. So I was wondering about how your body's been through the years and it's got to take a toll, right? But you're, you're still, you're well you're here and you're running (laughs) running ultras and I think that's really amazing what what has it been like with your body through having babies um I think it's made me stronger I know it's made me stronger and I think I wouldn't be able to run uh, like I do today had I not had the kids I don't know you never know about those things really but Mm -hmm. uh personally I think it's helped my endurance for example um, and helps me get through pain, get through those moments where, you know, you're in the middle of a 25, 30 mile run and you're hot and tired and, you know, you just want to just give up or whatever. And it's helps me have that, that focus of, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to keep going. And that type of thing. So I think it's been overall positive. There, there is one negative repercussion. So it wasn't the C-section. It was actually a couple of the natural deliveries. I had a partial block. So I just think that I have one little spot that gives me issues. And I think it's from that. Um, that's just my theory. Did you have a partial block with all of them or just a couple? Uh, just a couple. Okay. Then I realized I don't like this. It's not really working. And uh, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Have so, you guys had natural deliveries? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I did. I was scared of things going into my spine. And I was like, I can just mentally push through it. So I didn't have anything any for either one of them. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, I actually had two epidurals. Well, for both of them, but yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Have you had any repercussions or have you noticed anything? Me? Yeah. Oh, um, no. Oh, well, that's Mm -hmm. good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I feel like I recovered fairly fast with both of them. And, um, I mean, I don't know. Like Bellin, I was more, uh, hoping to have just kind of go without um 
an epidural, but I, she was 10 days late and she, I got induced and the, the Pitocin, like they had me just ramped up so, so mm-hmm. much. It, yeah. it was, it went from totally fine. Then my water broke and it was totally not fine anymore. Mm-hmm. And I just, I couldn't breathe through it. And so I, the anesthesiologist came in to give me an epidural and he, he told the, the nurse, like, you've got to, you've got to tone that way down, like that Pitocin, cause she's getting slammed so hard. I can't even get her an epidural right now because yeah. So that made me feel a little better that um, somebody else was saying, yeah, she's Validation. right now. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, that's okay. And Bellin was healthy. So it's good. Yes. That's all yeah. that matters. Yeah. 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 And so were you, Trina, were you running through all of your, how long have you been running? <laughs> well, my husband and I ran together and we were first made. And once the baby started coming, I just didn't, it just wasn't in my heart to keep going. And I still exercised, you know, step aerobics and uh, backcountry trips and, uh, you know, walking and that type of thing. But it wasn't until about 10 years ago that I picked it up again, sort of accidentally. And I just loved it. This, it just became my passion and I really have enjoyed it a ton. Um, my husband, like I said, has always been a runner. So his consistency was definitely a good motivation for me. Good example for me to, um, jump back in, but it still, it had to be me. It had to be something I wanted to do. Um, Oh yeah. 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 So yeah, I guess that answers the question. Yeah. I, how did you accidentally get back into it? It's kind of a hard accidental. Uh, Well, I was, uh, let's see, it was after Genevieve was born and I just, I noticed my metabolism slowed way down and I wasn't losing weight like I wanted to. So I was walking with weights and, but I wanted to go farther. I didn't want to just walk my two miles or my three miles. I wanted to go farther with my weights. And so I thought, I'm just going to run with my weights. So I was running with my weights, not very fast, of course, and making it a little bit farther and feeling really good. And I thought, wait a sec, why am I even carrying these weights? I can just run and, uh, without the weights. (laughs) So yeah, the first time I, I ran like four miles and I felt so great. I just realized I can do this. I love this. And it, I felt really good about it. So I was sort of afraid to tell my husband because I didn't want him to think, oh, now she's a runner. I wanted to be careful, just ease into this. (laughs) I was doing secret runs for a while. And then finally, uh, okay, I'm going four miles. And oh, wow, seriously? (laughs) But he's always been a road runner. So I am the one that got him into trail running. And okay. at first, he was not at all interested in that. He knows these mountains like the back of his hand because he's a wildlife biologist here. Mm. And he, he knows all of the trails and has been on top of all the peaks so many times. But he just running, he had in a different category, you know, that was in on the road where he can just tune, tune out and run without having to think about it. And getting on the trail, you have to be 100% engaged. You have to be watching every second, watching the rocks, watching the ups and the downs. And so he wasn't at all excited about that. And he he went on a couple runs with me 
but it was only because he loved me, you know. <laughs> and then I remember one night him saying, you know, I just can't do this. I'm just not into this. And I was sad because I really enjoyed his company out in the woods, you know, but I just, I was addicted, totally addicted at that point. So it's like, okay, sorry, I guess I'm just going to have to go by myself. Mm -hmm. And uh, after probably not very long, a couple months, um, he decided to give it another shot. And ever since then, he's really loved it. So, so your husband, I mean, I would be sad if, Aaron, my husband, were to go out on a trail run with me, and then he's like, nah, I don't really like this. I mean, he's not a runner, so I don't think he would. But we went hiking for Amelia's birthday on Sunday, and he's like, this is really nice. It's so much better than just, like, hanging out. I'm like, yes, I know. I'm, like, itching, just, like, a scratching, I guess, a little bit, try and get him into it. <laughs> Slowly, in putting it into your brain, that you're going to run with me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and so Trina, little by little. Yeah. yeah. Can you can you describe uh, where you live and like what the trails are like, what the mountains are like? Uh, they're amazing. <laughs> uh, it, it's I like to keep it secret. <laughs> mm -hmm. Uh huh. Uh, yeah. No, they're definitely premier. It's premier trails here. Um. I, we are so blessed. Just we live 15 minutes from two different trailheads that go into the most pristine wilderness areas that you can imagine. I mean, I can't even describe it. It's mm -hmm. it's amazing. How far can you go on each of those trails? Well, infinity. I mean, you can go forever. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they miles and miles and miles, depending on you know, because they split off and they go different directions so yeah. awesome well you're so funny Trina because <laughs> I mean you're not funny but it is funny because um our friend Aaron who lives near you and who you know and he's the one who told me about you and he was blown away by the fact that you have nine kids and you're still running ultras and um he he told me he can barely keep it afloat with two kids and which I guess he I should have more, have more. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But he, he always, I was surprised he reached out because, um, he loves your area too, that you guys live in and wants to keep it a secret because he doesn't want it to become big, like bend is becoming. And, uh, so I just think that's funny that I you guys haven't don't... said where you live yet. Right. So <laughs> there you it's go. still a secret. <laughs> <laughs> Northeastern Oregon. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> so, how, how do you fit in your training with, I mean, some of your kids are out of the house now, but when you had all of them in the house, how did you fit in your training? Around early nine mornings. others. Okay. Yeah. And I still do early mornings. That seems to work. So, and they just know now that this is my thing. And they also are, most of them are runners. Well, they're all runners, but most of them like it. That's awesome. <laughs> um, so they're totally understanding about it. And yeah, it just, we just make it work because that's what we do type of thing. Yeah. I was going to ask, how did you, how do you think your kids got into running? Cause I think that's like a dream of mine is to have my girls run with me. Did you just 
just by like exposure to you running or did you kind of, I'm sure you didn't push them in that direction, but kind of how did, how did that go about where you got your kids? Going? Oh, actually both. I think definitely exposure, but I just, we just decided one year, I think it was about uh, five or six years ago, we're going to do a family run once a year. And we're going to sign up for something and everybody's going to go. So we've been doing Bloomsday, which is a 12K. And, you know, we just told them, you don't have to run the whole way. You can walk. And so we have everybody kind of split up with a partner. And usually Pat and I will take the two younger ones. And uh, somehow it's always worked. Uh, Spokane River Run was our favorite because that had different um, distances. They had a 25 K, two 25Ks, a 10K, and a 5K. So that was great because everybody got their distance that they wanted. And then it's just once a year, so in the spring, and we home educate. So we need PE, you know, mm-hmm. and they have to they have to get that PE credit. So we might as well do something fun as a family. And the fact that they get a T-shirt and there's a lot of hoorah about we get to go camping and we get to go do this fun thing. Um, So the rest of the year, they don't have to run if they don't want to, but some of them do. And it's been just such a joy. We have two kids um, that have really taken off with it specifically. And last fall, they did cross country, the 16-year-old and the 18-year-old, and they just took off with cross country that year and ended up doing, uh, I think, two or three different of our super long runs with us, one up to Ice Lake and another one to a different area. And I was like, oh, this is my dream come true to have my kids with me on this kind of stuff. And of course, they can run us into the ground, but they were nice and they stayed back. <laughs> we just enjoyed it. Oh, I bet that was so awesome. Um. So has anything really changed for you with the COVID-19 and homeschooling your kids? No, no, we have not really felt the pinch at all other than, you know, the kids aren't doing their extracurricular activities. Um, So yeah, it's been obviously the same (laughs) for us having everybody home because we always have everybody home. Yeah. So that's mm -hmm. nice. How did you like, um, how did you decide to homeschool all your kids? So I was home educated for uh, several years throughout my growing up years. And it was just really positive for me. Um, When my husband and I met, that was something else that we had in common that we wanted to be home with our kids. And we just felt that was a priority uh, for us. It's definitely not everybody's vocation. Um, but yeah, it's just something we decided to do early on, mainly because of the freedom that it gave us to educate how we thought it should happen. And there's so many awesome resources out there now that it's really, um, it's really not that hard. (laughs) Uh, I, I have an online curriculum that I use. And so the kids have classes and I have teacher assistants for some of the different subjects. Uh, and personally, it's just something that I, I've always been passionate about and I really love doing so. I don't know if I feel like I have the capacity for it, but you are right. I mean, there are a lot of resources, um, more and more these days that are available. Mm-hmm. But 
I think that's awesome. Does, does your husband do a lot of that too? Or is he still, is he still a wildlife biologist? Yes. Yeah. So he works full time and, um, he does, he helps me with the math and the science and I definitely need help with the math and the science. <laughs> I'm not a math person. Uh, so for the upper level math, like right now he's doing chemistry with our juniors, um, in high school and, just helping out with math wherever he um, needs to, basically. But it's mostly me, yeah. So neat. I bet he, yeah, he's probably great with the science. Uh, my dad was a wildlife biologist for a oh. long time, too, and was always um, kind of showing our my class, like whatever class I was in at the time, he'd like bring in, um, you know, animal tracks and scats and pelts and all that stuff. Right. (laughs) So that's interesting. Was he a wildlife biologist in Bend? Um, Well, through the years, he, he, I mean, he had different jobs throughout different regions. Like um, he did some of his, um, he did studies for different types of animals, like an elk study in California and he did a black-footed ferret study in, uh, I think it was Wyoming. Um, and oh. yeah, so he, my parents moved around a lot, uh, like before okay. I was born. My mom was a botanist. He's a wild. Oh, wow. Yeah. Cool. And, and then he was working in Bend, um, and, and for sisters, ranger district, I think. Um, gosh, um, hopefully he doesn't listen to this because he's going to be embarrassed that I don't know. Um, and then he became a first grade teacher. So, oh my goodness. That is so cool. Mm-hmm. I love that. <laughs> yeah. So you so have yeah, teaching in your genes. Right. Well, I know, but it doesn't feel that way, <laughs> but he helps with kind of just with fun little things with our kids and he has um he has offered to help out if like next year because dash my son um he's a september baby and so we're still kind of figuring out what we're gonna do what school's gonna look like for him um we actually live really close to the elementary school where i grew up and went to and and it has like a Spanish immersion program, which is really neat. Yeah. But um, I, I'm still not sure what we're going to do. And he has, Dash has one more year of kind of preschool age before yes. kindergarten. And I'm not sure. My yeah. dad has talked about, because I, I, I don't want to like give up my time with Dash. And my dad might help me just kind of do little lessons and things here and there. Yes. Yeah. 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 And that was one of our, my primary reasons too. I don't want to let them go yet. (laughs) Well, once they go to school, they're in school and I don't know. It's a different life. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's a lot of go. It is hard. My brother was a July birthday and they kept him back, not kept him back, Mm -hmm. but they waited, you know, until he was a little older and they said that was the best decision they ever made. Mm -hmm. Especially with boys, I guess. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I could see. I that's what I've heard pretty much across the board. So I think it's good that we're holding on to him a little longer. But uh-huh. yeah. So then, um, did you run at all while you were pregnant? Because I know that you had said you've been running for the last ten years. 
I did run with our first when I was pregnant. And then, yeah, so with Anthony, I, I kept up my running. I don't remember how long. And then I just was walking a lot. <clears throat> but I will say that his delivery was probably the easiest of all of them. Of course, after you have nine, they do get easier. <laughs> <laughs> and I'd like to say that the recovery was good, but I don't remember that. That was all a blur. Uh, so, but yeah, definitely exercising makes delivery easier. <clears throat> mm-hmm. it's, it's something to train for, that's for sure. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And so, um, as, so as you started getting back into running and then you started getting into ultra running, um, have you done many ultra races and what has that looked like? Well, I haven't done as many as other people do who are really super into it. Um, I say that I, I race to train because I love our back country here and being able to get in the back country is what I really want to do. Um, so yeah, we, I've done one or two ultras a year. Last year, I think I just did one. We did the Beaver Head 55K and it's become a getaway for my husband and I to uh, pick, a, pick a run, train for it together and then go have fun wherever it is and go do it, so. That's so awesome. Yeah, I was going to ask what race day looks like for you if if your family comes. Do your kids come to cheer you and your husband on or No, they have never well, no. John Paul ran uh the Yakima 25K with us. Uh other than that, no. Like I said, it's it's a getaway for Pat and I. So and it's usually drive. We drive someplace to go and camp and um yeah, so that that aspect of it has never <laughs> happened um yeah we just go by ourselves <laughs> and that's, that's a nice getaway <laughs> oh yeah I would look forward to race day for sure <laughs> um how how is running in the backcountry as a mom do you have any like funny or scary stories from being alone uh well when I saw that question on the sheet that you gave me it's I do have a funny slash scary story but it's from backpacking (laughs) uh with my best friend we do a mom's hike once a year and um I don't know does that count maybe I shouldn't mention a backpacking story (laughs) fine it counts sure okay it's you yeah anyway yeah so we um we backpacked into this beautiful lake up in the Washington Cascades called Spectacle Lake and it's always an adventure trip for us. We never know where we're going. And we just look at the map and find some fun adventures to have while we're there. So the first day we were there, we decided, well, we're going to go up to this, you know, high point And there's supposed to be um, like a little, a, a smaller lake up there or something. So we went up there uh, scrambling through the rocks and whatnot and had a lunch up there. And as we were eating lunch, I was kind of tracing in my mind a route that we could take to get back. And I, I said to Christy, hey, let's let's not come go back the way we came. Let's go back around the lake and just completely circumnavigate the lake. And from the vantage point that we were at, it looked like that was really doable. And I thought for sure that there was going to be a trail down there. 
So she was game and we um, took off down scrambling through. I mean, the Washington, Washington forests are so thick. They are just, and so yeah, getting all kinds of scratches and sliding down and whatnot. Anyway, we got down to where I thought there would be a trail for sure. And no, there was not at all any type of trail. <laughs> Um, so we kept going around the lake and again, just completely having to bushwhack and put up with insects and all this. And we finally make it out to this kind of rocky outcropping, which again, from the top had looked like it was going to connect and we were going to be able to get back to our camp that way. Well, when we got there, it did, there was another part that came out, but, um, there was like 15 yards of water in between those two points. And there was no way that we could get across there. So at that point, we're looking across, we can see our tent is just right over there, but there was no way we could get to it. So that's all right. It's like six o'clock. We've got time. We'll just go around this other big part of the lake and get over that way. So we're bushwhacking, bushwhacking, getting over there. And all of a sudden there's this cliff and it was a legitimate cliff like way up high down to deep water and there was no getting around it so I kind of get out on the rocks like a spider on the wall and realize no this is not going to happen <laughs> so I come back and we just look at each other like oh, what are we going to do because we have some stuff but neither one of us brought a headlamp for example and just looking back around this huge lake, how in the world are we going to make it back? There's, we're going to have to spend the night out here. That's just all there is to it. We can't make it back. And Christy looks at me and she goes, I'm swimming. <laughs> and I hate swimming. I am not swim, but okay, let's go. So we go back to that rocky spot where there was the little length of water there. And I'm feeling nervous, you know, we're getting ourselves ready to swim across this. And all of a sudden I had my second harebrained idea of the day. And I decided to take off my boots and just uh, throw them. I just thought this will be much easier if I just throw my boots across this little spot so that um, I don't have to carry them. So I just took and hooked my boot as hard as I could. And I'm not a baseball player. It landed way over, way out in the lake. Oh, oh my goodness. <laughs> Christy goes, go get it. So I get dog paddling out into the water and there's kind of a log sticking up and I get out to the log, holding onto the log and my boot is just getting further and further away. There's no way I can get to my boot. So I'm like, well, I'm gonna have to hike out in my camp shoes. That's just all there is to it. That's the way it goes. Oh my God. <laughs> and um, Christy, she goes, that's okay, I'll get it. So she plunges into the water and gets my boot and brings it back. And um, I swim back and we're like shivering and okay, got it. And we did make it across. We swam across that little spot and oh my goodness, we were just laughing so hard. We were shivering, hyperventilating, laughing. <laughs> it was totally crazy. Yeah. So there's a, a there's a runner here named Fred and he, he uh, wrote a book called Damn, I Shot My Horse. So I told Christy, I'm going to write a book about our hiking adventures and I'm going to call it Damn, I Threw My Boot in the Lake. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. Well, actually, that's funny that you bring up Fred because 
Aaron told me to ask you about Fred. And that's all he said. And I have no idea <laughs> who Fred is, but I guess so he's an author. What do you have to say about Fred? Fred is amazing. Yeah. <clears throat> he is 72. Yeah. He's, I think he's 72 and he is just an incredible runner. He started running. He was 50. He went to the doctor, I guess he was smoking and he was overweight. And the doctor said, you need to do something about this. And so he took up running backcountry running and he's amazing. In fact, I just saw him on the trail Sunday. We were out for a family hike and here, here he comes running down the trail with his water bottle. And, uh, yeah, he is really awesome. Really amazing. Aww. Cool. And so he wrote a book about just kind of haphazardness in the woods or no, it was about his childhood actually. Oh, okay. Oh. Yeah. 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 He, he had a pretty, pretty colorful, uh, rough <laughs> childhood and is kind of an interesting story. So. Yeah. That's funny. Uh, How that's cool neat. that you go out with your mom friends and you go mm -hmm. on these trips. When oh, have you? Yeah. How, how long it. have you been doing that? I think about eight years now. We picked it up later. She has eight kids. I have nine. So we couldn't, we used to do things together, like um, go to a homeschooling conference or go shopping. And man, we love this so much more. This is totally our thing. And yeah, it's, it's way better. <laughs> do you do it like once a year? Hmm? Do you do it once a year? Once a year. Yep. It's written in blood. Like we don't miss it. This is, this is the thing. That is awesome. That's you have so to fun. have that. And how, how does it go at home with your husband and the kids? Oh, they're completely supportive. Yeah. And you know, my husband, he has his times when he's out hunting or he's doing his things. So this is kind of our trade and he knows this is really important to me and how much I enjoy it. And I'm, I know how much he enjoys hunting. So we need to have our our time, you know, just out. So it's great. Oh yeah. So I wore this shirt in honor of my best friend, Christy. She gave it to me for Christmas. <laughs> I don't know if you can see Love it. it. Oh, it's oh. Yeah. It says T and C adventures, Pacific Northwest. Down here at the bottom. Yeah. Oh, perfect. <laughs> yeah. That's a great shirt. <laughs> oh. So if you were to give people advice on having a happy and healthy marriage for the last 25 years, what would you give them? Assuming you're happy and healthy. Yes. <laughs> it sounds like you are. No, yeah, definitely. Um, I guess to sum it all up it is difficult, but just love each other unconditionally and be flexible with each other and support, you know, that's really important. Even if you don't really necessarily love what the other person enjoys, it's still important to have that support. Like I don't really love hunting, for example, um, but I like getting out in the backcountry, and I know my husband enjoys hunting. So I just want to support what he, whatever he's doing. Yeah. So, <clears throat> And how do you guys stay close through having so many kids? Because I feel like things get harder. I feel like when Chase and I got married, we were in a honeymoon phase until our son came, which sounds bad. I mean, we loved having our son, of course, but it just gets harder to. Well, that's just reality. Yeah. 
Well, yeah, no, I think definitely your marriage has to come first. That is the primary relationship. And when that is strong and healthy, that trickles down to the kids and they are so much happier when they see that you are happy. And it's really important to, you know, keep that special. So date nights are really important. I know it's hard to get out, but at least once a month, a date night, just the two of you and um, little, whenever, if you have supportive parents, it's so nice to leave the kids with them and get out for an overnighter. Uh, yeah, that's, mm -hmm. that's our sanity for sure. Mm -hmm. Do you guys have family nearby? No, but now that our kids are older, they all take care of each other. So. Yeah. yeah, that's nice. That's so good. And so do you, do you ever lose your crap? <laughs> I mean, do you always, do you ever get really overwhelmed? Like, how do you take care of yourself in the day to day? Um, like, I know you have your date nights for your marriage and everything, but what about daily things you do? for yourself. Well, I definitely think it's important to live in the present moment and just really find the joy and beauty of what's going on here and now and not getting overwhelmed and too worried about all the stuff going on. And I guess I've come up with a little method of um, when I get overwhelmed and feel just <laughs> crazy is to just make a list of what I'm grateful for. And running water, I'm so grateful for running water. I'm so grateful that um, the toilet flushes, you know, um, just little things. And then my heart lifts, you know, when I'm able to find that, that joy and let go of the crap. But it definitely helps to, if a running definitely helps with letting go of it though. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's nothing that a good run doesn't help. And mm -hmm. I never... There's times when it's hard to get out because of all the stuff going on, but I never regret taking that time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's, that's so good. I love, I love that uh, gratitude list. I, I like doing things like that too. <laughs> and just keeping perspective in the hard moments. Yeah. Cause it can be hard. Yeah. Um, do you always feel like running brings you back re-energized? After like long runs and races? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I definitely have tiredness, you know. Oh man, I got to take a nap today. But um, no, always re-energized. It always is helping, help, uh, super helpful. Yeah. yeah. Maybe your body is more tired, but your soul is filled up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Same for you guys. Yeah, I think, yeah, pretty much. I think most of the time um, it's able to, it allows me to calm down and, and just be, you know, like after a really long race, uh, like I always say after a 50 mile race, you, I come back and I just, you, you can't control all the mess. I look at the mess around the house or like the kids are, you know, crazy or yelling or whatever. And you just can't really care about it because you're too tired. So yeah, <laughs> you just laugh about it. And, um, but I mean, sometimes it does make it more difficult. I mean, they always have a knack of like jumping on those tender spots <laughs> after a, a race where I don't know, they hurt me, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And I always feel like yeah, everybody no, else in the house is calmer 
when I go for a run. Like the kids are calmer, my husband is calmer, like everyone's just like more relaxed because they know that mom got what she needed. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, just don't, don't, don't sit on my quads, okay? <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. We're like pull at my blisters on my feet. Right. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, yeah. And so I guess, I mean, so now you've come a long way because your kids have gotten older, of course. And yeah. I just, I mean, how, I guess I just want to get a feel for like what, what it's like now, what, what you're going through, what are the hard parts right now and what, you know, I mean, because you kind of were talking about how when your kids are really little, that's a different busyness phase and, but just kind of, Mm -hmm. how do you get through the years? (laughs) Give me some tips. I don't know. Does that make any sense? Well, yeah, it's just God's grace (laughs) for me. Um, Yeah, taking it one day at a time. And definitely the challenge now is that feeling of my kids are so far. Right now they're home, but having one in South Carolina, one in Minnesota, one in Wyoming, one in California, and just that letting go um, of them and letting them now spread their wings and fly and trust the decisions that they're making. Uh, While at the same time, still having little ones at home that need all of my help and attention. And um, yeah, so just that my mind sometimes, ah, (laughs) I can't take this all in. And then this last this last season has been really crazy because we're fixing up our house or doing some major remodeling. And then we had the wedding and then a dear, a kind of a grandmother figure to us had a stroke. So I'm trying to help take Mm -hmm. care of, of her and yeah. So just needing to take a deep breath and keep it in the present moment and not uh, worry too much. Like right now we have no countertop so all of the kitchen stuff is in my bedroom (laughs) (laughs) only see this little teeny bit (laughs) um so yeah we're cooking on a camp stove and our sink is in the laundry room and we ordered these countertops that are just taking forever to to get put in so basically the craziness never ends it's just a matter Mm of keeping it centered in the present moment and not getting too worried about others about stuff that doesn't matter (laughs) I know me too it's really helpful because it's hard not to worry about every little thing all the time and any future thing that might not ever be a reality but you still worry about it (laughs) but I know yeah and especially right now these times are so uncertain right now yeah 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 we're all feeling it for sure. Yeah. Well, gosh, thank you, Trina, for being on here and Aww. for sharing so your words of wisdom you. about having nine kids and still running. It's so inspiring to me. It's really inspiring. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you. You you guys are really amazing. I love your blog. I've been looking on there quite a bit. I saw the um 
the interview with Janessa, and she's a great lady. I have only done the Elkhorn Crest one year, but she's a really great race director. And after I read that, I thought, oh my goodness, <laughs> what what are my qualifications? But <clears throat> anyway, thank you for giving me the honor of being on your podcast. Oh, yeah. Oh, like I said, um, our qualifications, I mean, technically our you know, being a runner and a mom, <laughs> that's pretty mm-hmm, much that's it. it. We could even hack that up if, you know, I mean, everybody has a story that's worth sharing. So yeah, thank you for sharing yours. And um, before we let you go real quick, we always ask what your favorite race that you've done is. Uh, well, my favorite one is always the one that I just did. <laughs> um, <laughs> But I really did last year, we did the Beaverhead 55K and I really enjoyed just getting up on the the Continental Divide and being up high for such a long time and enjoying the view on both sides. And then the run down was totally crazy nuts. Um, but yeah, I thought it was really well, well organized. The people were super caring and I just loved it. Great. And then, oh, what, Seth? I was going to say, and then the second question is, what is your favorite go-to healthy, easy meal that you make for your family, if you cook? Uh, we have such a wide variety of things that we make, but I, I sent the recipe for wild rice burgers. That's our current favorite because our, well, back in Minnesota, yeah. you guys can get that amazing wild rice. Yeah, actually, my neighbors at my dad's has a, have a cabin, and they are on a river that has wild rice, so they'll go and harvest their own wild rice. Wow. Yeah, Benjamin has been bringing us this wild rice, and it is incredible. We so cannot good. get that out here. Yeah. That is so cool. Mm, yeah, and so we will link to that. We'll link to the wild rice burgers. Sounds yeah. really delicious. It does sound really good. Mm-hmm. I don't know how super duper healthy they are, but they're really good. Yeah. You know, it's a, it's a balance. Yeah. (laughs) We're not that concerned about it. Don't worry. (laughs) The other day I had a cupcake for breakfast, so it's okay. (laughs) Hey, that is allowed. That is allowed. Uh, Well, thank you so much, Trina. It has been so nice talking to you. Yeah. Thank you. What an inspiring mom. I don't understand how, I mean, she kind of explains that as the more kids you have, the, I mean, they can kind of take care of themselves and it gets a little easier. <laughs> um, ish. Yeah. Ish. I don't, I mean, with just two kids, it's, it's hard. I couldn't imagine having nine, but she is, I mean, very, um, inspiring and she wants to go out in the back country and get it done. And she goes on you know, she runs with her husband and they do race trips as a getaway and girl trips as a getaway. So it's, it's nice to see her want to, I mean, she's still taking care of herself all the time, not all the time, maybe, but. Mm-hmm. And I like her, her view of living in the present and trying to keep that perspective and really looking for the joy, because I think that is something we have to practice because it can be very easy to just look at the overwhelm and I don't, it's a, it's a conscious mind 
mindset change to see the good. So I really, I really enjoyed that. And just hearing how she does it with Mm -hmm. nine kids. So anyway, if you enjoyed listening to this conversation, you can subscribe to this podcast, rate and review, share with your mom tribe, and you can subscribe to Treeline Journal's newsletter, which is where we post uh, the latest episodes so you don't miss anything. Um, and we also post show notes and kind of a write-up article about our conversation. So you can find that at treelinejournal.com. And then if you want to email us comments or questions, you can email us at runhardmomhard at gmail.com, and we'll put those in a future episode. And you could also leave us a voice message on Anchor. The link will be in the show notes below, and we would love to hear from you. Mm-hmm. Yes. So have a great day. Thanks for listening. all you cool cats and kittens how do you have a phone call can you go to the bathroom by yourself yeah hello are you ready yep (sighs) trick question right there i'm not talking anymore good luck on the (laughs) intro now no don't leave me but (laughs) so funny (laughs) (laughs) just wait here well you have covid over there (laughs) if anybody wants a bug when we become rich and famous you're not supposed to say. I know. Her, in a her undisclosed location. location. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Shut it. Shut it. Okay. Yeah, so it was fun. <laughs> I'm looking at my French press across the kitchen, and it has not been pushed, and it's been two hours. Oh. And Chase never got his coffee. I never got my coffee. Do it. <laughs> Do it now. Yeah. So, Did I tell you about Joanna's poop in the vent? We're just like, we already have enough poop in our life.